that boomer chick, Athena. I don't trust her. This season, it's just Deanna, Deanna, Deanna. I don't think that this is over with uh, Mad Dog. Okay, so we're started. Hello, my name is Dimitri. Hi, this is Brian. Where should we begin? I guess, well, first of all, this is a podcast for Battlestar Galactica. And uh, we're supposed to be three or four people, but it's only a quorum of two today. One is out sick, and the other one, well, she forgot to watch Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, there's no excuse. Okay, so let's just roll into it. First of all, I have not listened to the Run More podcast this week, and that's because partly because I've been told I shouldn't just to uh, keep things fresh, but uh, also it is not out yet on the website. But you there can... you go. Okay. It was, all right. my, it was all my request that uh, I request. probably not watch it or listen to it because that's uh, insight that the rest of us don't have and then it's uh, insight that we don't need. Yeah. Uh, we actually were supposed to do this last week with the previous episodes. What was it called? Salvation. And we didn't get to it for various reasons. Is there anything from last week that you want to bring up? Not really. Not really. Um, the slow show. Yeah, it was to me. It was sort of a kind of a letdown from the previous one, where we, you know, the whole premise and the promise of uh, the virus and everything. We talked before during our standing around the cubes last week about how I was saying I really hope they do something <laughs> as he hits the table with his chair. <laughs> yeah, this is not a professional uh, podcast at this point. This is our first time. Yes. So I'm really kind of disappointed that they didn't fulfill the one thing that I was hoping that they would do, which was like just have a, a scene or at least something that said, all right, we're going in, we're going to get a bunch of intel on this and this base star and all this kind of stuff. At the beginning, it looked like they almost were kind of going to do that. They moved in. It was a really interesting kind of scene, but then they just did what they I feared they would do. I, I thought something would happen like they would somehow have to bug out of there really fast because other ships would come in, but instead they just, the ship self-destructs and and then they basically got nothing. I think that was a missed opportunity, so. I agree. I think they zeroed in too much on the dying Cylons. Uh, who really cares about them? They could have stayed and figured out the virus if they just hung out a little bit and figured out that that capsule or whatever, that was the virus. But then that boomer chick, Athena, can't, I don't trust her. I don't trust her. I think it's very wrong that everybody trusts her. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to see. I feel like uh, they're sort of changing people's... Well, I don't know. I guess Apollo, he seems to be suspect about her. Apollo goes through these character phases where sometimes he's... Like the first season, he was really uh, going against Commander Adama. And then he was rebellious. And then he kind of came around. And he was kind of like... The CAG and he was doing the, you know, following the line and now he's sort of back kind of, he's not rebelling against Adama so much, but he sort of seems to be a guy who is like, he's openly sort of distrusting Athena. And uh, so it's, it's kind of, kind of fishtailing around with his character a little bit to me. But I will say that I noticed at the end of the credits of that episode that they had the hybrid actress uh, listed in the credits. So I kind of wonder if there was something shot with that. So you mean... Um, for the future? Well, it could have been just a scene that was cut or maybe something in the future. But she was definitely listed in the credits. Again, that would have been a scene that would have kind of been interesting if they would have gone in there and then would have been like, what the hell is this? Or, you know, what's this you know, chick in the vat <laughs> supposed to be? Yeah, totally yeah. Do. So, yeah. Intel lost. Intel yeah. lost. And I agree. Well, I think as far as uh, the, the hybrid and having uh, her credits... 
um, my little knowledge of film is I think as soon as you have a speaking role, and uh, she had a speaking role even though it didn't make sense to most, that automatically gets your credit. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing about that previous episode, which sort of was a disappointment, was how the virus just seemed to be wrapped up. Yeah. They just was like, oh, we have this dilemma, and then and it was just sort of gone. And, and I thought it was nice how uh, since uh, Athena had sex, therefore the half-human that she was carrying cured her or made her immune to the... I thought that was that was nice. That was a nice <laughs> little wrap-up. <laughs> way to think that one. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Where we work, we uh, are able to get material sometimes, uh, critics preview material and whatnot. For the season, there was a Battlestar Galactica presser booklet and DVDs that came out, and among them was a synopsis of the first 10 episodes of the season, which I've been careful to avoid looking at, but after the show is over, that I do kind of go through it, and it doesn't give away the whole episode. It's sort of like a synopsis, a basic synopsis. In the write-up for that episode, there was a sentence that said that Adama orders the team to tap into the Dian hybrid, and then Adama sends Starbuck to interrogate them. So, and in the podcast, there are on more podcasts, which I did end up listening to uh, last week. He does mention there was a scene with Starbuck going to interrogate those people. I'm kind of glad that they didn't do it that way, and you know, and it seems like that was the correct choice to do because it's it's kind of been done before. But the other thing was about tying into the dying hybrid. I mean, and that again could have been a that might have been the scene that was cut if that's what it is. Again, that's kind of interesting to think about what that could have been. Ah, uh, what could have been? Yeah, what could have been? And the other thing is, uh, again, we just go back to the virus one more time. Is uh, they it's, they act like it's gone, but it's like how could is it really? totally gone. I mean, they took blood samples from all these Cylons. I mean, they must have some sort of form of this thing somehow. And I think also, I mean, as far as their virus, I think if they, I don't know, I think it would have added so much energy to the show, because right now there are so many people who don't, according to them, there's no Earth. They're just flying blind into and following some sort of scripture about a planet with a lost colony, and that they're going to go to Earth, and that's what it's called, and Yada yada, but I really think that if they had were able to find the satellite or the probe that was left that the uh, Cylons picked up where they got their virus from, I think if they'd found that and seen that it was ancient but it was human, I think that could have given them a lot of hope and, and it, again just brought a lot of energy from the crew and everybody if they heard about it instead of it just being a virus but we don't know where it came from. I think they, you're, you're right. I think they could have explored that based yeah. on a little bit deeper. If not, get intel about how the Cylons work because you know, maybe they can't tap into the computer mm -hmm. system because if they touch the GUI computer console, nothing happens. But they could have gotten intel from Athena long ago in right. that respect, I guess. And actually, I'm, again, this is knowledge gleaned from the podcast. <laughs> from what uh, Ron Moore was saying, they did have a scene and this is one of those things where he, when he talks about these things, I don't know if they were filmed, there were just things just bandied about in the writers' meetings, but at one point they were going to have the Beacon actually trudge aboard Galactica, it was going to be on the ship, and then, but it became sort of a, just a kind of a pain in the ass to deal with it from a plotting perspective, like, all right, what do we do now because they got this thing in the hangar or, or whatever, and it's like, do they keep it, do they keep going back to it? Do they research it? Does it emit a wine? Does it make them have headache? You know, just something. So they said, eh, we'll just blow it up. So <laughs> they blew it up. So I guess, uh, and just in terms of uh, one other thing, which I, for some reason, I'm paying more attention to 
of the season is uh, who appears and who does not appear in an episode. In that episode, there was no Anders, there was no Ty, and then the Chief was not in the episode. Starbuck was minimally in there. There might be some hidden thing, but I think there's so many characters with so many stories that right. stuff it all into one hour with commercials it, would be it's, impossible. It's kind of interesting that in these couple episodes since they've been back on the ship, I kind of feel like they almost did a better job with all those characters when they were separated on two different locations. Yeah. And they're all consolidated now in one place, but it's almost like they don't not quite know how to, to fit them into a story. But I mean, I guess it makes sense because there was like two separate storylines and they're kind of like on a, a single line now, but they seem to have had less trouble integrating everyone into the show at that time. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about this latest episode. It's a hero. All right. So uh, we have absolutely talked about this. Not at all. So yes, I kept my mouth shut. This go, uh, go ahead. Give me your thoughts. Well, I loved it. <laughs> I, I thought it was very exciting compared to last uh, week's. And I don't know. I, I don't think that this is over with, uh, what's his name? Mad Dog or mm. I can't remember his name now. Mad Dog, yeah. I started to, when I was watching the show, I, was, I started second guessing myself, thinking we were told long ago that there were 12 skin jobs, but I don't recall who said it and why, but if the silos are pretty high, be educated and technologically advanced, I almost started thinking, well, couldn't this guy be a skin job? Even though he was human at one point and he was Adama's ace pilot and he was doing this special mission. But since they've had him for three years, I started thinking, well, they could have easily have cloned him or whatever, created him into a Cylon. And, you know, he had that episode where he was going to kill Adama, but that was thwarted. So maybe, I don't know, I, I still think that somehow he's still linked to the Cylons. That's why mm-hmm. I know. It's funny, you, know, you bring up Izzy a Cylon or whatever, but because they brought back that little uh, Baltar you know, device that checks if you're a Cylon, which they haven't shown since like season one or something. It's been a long time. And it almost felt like they had kind of like the beacons kind of like pushed that out and like, we're not going to deal with that little plot device anymore because it just opens up so many things like, well, are they still, because now you start to wonder like, well, they're trusting that it works because they just did it on them. But but, it didn't work when Baltar used it. Well, exactly. But he he made it work for Boomer, mm -hmm. but then he hid it. And then, who knows, I mean, why would he, if, if it worked, and he had, you know, that sexy hot chick in his head telling him not to make it work, he could have not made it work. So, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. This. Yeah. So, it's like, I, for a long time, they didn't use it, and I, I think it was because they thought, well, it doesn't work because, you know, there's all these silence on our ship, and Baltar would have told us if there were, but I guess they now think, well, Baltar was a, you know, a traitor all along, so they seem to be using it again. So, I guess they... They didn't take the beacon, but they've sort of opened up that box again with the detector. So, yeah. The, actually, there's this one there's one line in the show there's, uh, where Ty comes in and knocks Bulldog down. And he says, Bulldog, get down. Did you laugh at that? Because I thought that was just funny. No, no. I, I didn't I, it was just, it sounded like, you know, it, you know, like you would talk to your, your pet. Bulldog, get down. I yeah. just thought that was funny. I have to say, though, uh, Adama really is taking a beating in this uh and get and galactic gets shot gets beaten on all the time <laughs> yeah i was I, they probably had him purposefully getting 
beat up in the you know that way instead of like you know having a gun at him because i really how many times can you shoot a guy before you're like oh he got shot again yeah you know, so. i agree but i was you know this episode started and they brought up the virus again and i'm like oh, maybe it's not over with maybe they it's going to be a, uh, a running kind of thread that goes throughout the rest of the season but then they just kind of close that shut again so but, but i mean even though they don't have the beacon uh they do have the blood from all the skin jobs that they collected right before they die. And that doctor seems to be very savvy. <laughs> he should be able to find, you know, they, they should, I mean, it almost seems like a stupid thing not to pursue because right. why send out your fighters to fight raiders one-on-one when you could, you know, arm a nuke with virus and just make one nuke hit the base start and, and the game's over. Right. But then again, you know, if all the silence died like that, uh, we would have these podcasts and right. we would have nothing to talk about because it would all wrap up by the end of the season. Right. <laughs> and then we just slowly cruise to Earth the yeah. next few years. And when you look at what happened in this episode, the previous episode really, it, it kind of highlights how much that one was sort of a, a drop off because they, when they bring the Cylon Raider ship into their hangar and you're like, oh wow, they've got another, because they lost Starbucks that she had a long time ago. They got a Cylon Raider in their hangar again, but wait a minute, last episode there were like a couple dozen of them just floating around. They could have just plucked one off and, you know, put it in storage somewhere. Did they? Probably not. I don't know why they couldn't have. Those didn't self-destruct. So it's like, well, they got a Cylon, you know, ship in their hangar. Big deal. It was like, it sort of diluted it, you know? Yeah. I think you're right. For a military force that is scattered and really, I mean, doesn't have a base control or HQ anymore... They should be, in, in other movies and, and books or whatever, you see that soldiers are, you know, they're fighting their way and their gun is no, not good enough or not, doesn't have enough bullets or whatever. They'll pick up a dead soldier's gun and they keep on fighting. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree that they should have just filled fill it. Don't they have a hangar? I mean, the, one <laughs> yeah. of the hangars doesn't work even, right? Right. They could have just filled it up with Raiders. Right. Gutted them. You know, Starbucks used one already. Mm-hmm. The Bulldogs used one, so mm. they have two humans who know how to fly them. Mm-hmm. They could easily uh, convert the rest of them, you know, clean them out, make them less gooey. And then they, <laughs> could, they could have just fantastic, you know, boarding party and raids. And I uh, just, it, yeah, it could totally be mm-hmm. so. So, uh, although the virus seems to have been stamped out permanently, I did like the fact that they sort of replace it with this other kind of backstory and that the hint of this conspiracy that the colonial government knew something about there being an asylum presence out there. It sort of, it reminded me a little bit of like the uh, X-Files type of conspiracy that's always brewing underneath. There's like something that maybe a little bit more that's going on and that just kind of you know, raises the overall drama a little bit. I wonder, are they, do you think they're going to pursue that more? The Adama thing and the Bulldog. and well, They kind of sent Bulldog off the ship already, so mm-hmm. mo- the majority of the story happens on the Galactic. I think some of it might be a little bit of a means of setting up this new show they're going to do, the Caprica show. It's right. Even though it's 40 years in the future, there's probably going to be a hint about overall Cylon relationship and whatnot. And, I mean, it's not going to obviously tie in together because the Cylons at that time were not even, I think, rebelled yet or whatever, so... But it was good to see something kind of prior to right. zero day, you know, when things all went went to hell. Right. Despite that, I, I was sort of, I don't know, having Adama be like the guy who, in his mind at least, 
thought that, you know, he had started the war again. It was a little bit much for me. It's like kind of the Star Wars prequely type of deal where you know, one guy is connected to everything. And, right. you know, it's like it doesn't have to be that way to me. It's like in a more realistic drama, it's like one guy, sure, it could be the hero or the, the leader, but he's not going to be res- responsible for every little thing. And he's not going to be the father of every person. And Yeah, you know, I also, I did not like uh, Adama wanting to resign because of what happened in the past. I mean, come on, he's a badass, and he's a whole different story. I mean, if you, if they were still back on the planet and it came out, then he could resign and whatever, but he is, he's the senior military official there. Maybe Kai might be a little older than he is, but he's got the most experience. I mean, he should have known better. It'd be worse for the fleet for him to step down than it would be for him to stay. Yeah. And so he's like... Well, I don't know, being a little selfish. Yeah, well, that and also it seemed sort of, I don't know, just is it myopic the word? I, he just isn't, like, why didn't you see the big picture? It's like your one action like a year before couldn't have been it because obviously you know that there have been these skin jobs that have infiltrated into the society would had right. to have been years before. Yeah, so yeah. obviously the Cylons were planning something years in advance. So it's not like... That yeah. one little thing. And if you think he would immediately like say, oh man, I, I really, that one incident was a, you know, kind of sparked something, but he wouldn't have made the leap that I, you know, I totally lit the match and that was yeah. it, you know? So that didn't seem believable to me. So yeah, that was a little bit kind of inconsistent. And all we know, there was a Cylon in, in the Admiralty in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, right. who already knew that they were making these plans. It was maybe one of those guys sitting in that room where they said we never had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's one of the 12. Right. And the other thing was about this episode, which was kind of unusual, not in a bad way. It was I found the, the pacing was just different because by the end of the third act, everything had been like the climax basically had happened with the diffusion of Mad Dog's potential action against Adama. The fourth act started and there was really little question about, you know, will Adama get killed or whatever. It was sort of like they had like a whole ten or whatever minutes to just yeah, okay, let's wrap up all this kind of loose ends. and. Yeah, I felt like the show ad actually ended after that scene where Adama got his blood kicked. And then commercial came on without credits, and I was like, wait a second, <laughs> where are the credits? Oh, more? <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> the first time that I actually would have been fine with a 45-minute show. Yeah, so it was a bit un- unusual. I guess it, I don't even remember the exact sequence of what happened in the last... Uh, last act anyway, but I believe did they go back to the base star? Well, I guess there's the whole other thing with uh, Deanna, the, uh, yeah, because she's uh, really starting to turn into this kind of a uh, religious sort of. Sp- I don't know. It's like she she had that experience with the Oracle way back on uh, New Caprica, right. and that seems to have really started this whole. Yeah, I'm actually very thinking. confused as to why she had the bullet head shoot me. I kind of understand why the bullet head shot her. But I, I don't know why, what her motives were to have herself be resurrected. Like I, I was speculating with myself by myself, and mm-hmm. I can't figure it out. You know, and then and then whatever she said when she woke up, and everybody looked around, all you know, like worried. I didn't. Well, the what it seems to me is she has a sort of intuition, if you want to call it that, or maybe it's something more that she can find information or get uh, some measure of spirituality from God singular 
that can't be happened any other way by being killed and being resurrected. And in between that space, something is anomalous. It's something different. It's like, all right, she dies and she's downloaded and all that stuff works every time. But something in the middle is just something unusual happens that has no explanation. There's no downloading of information happening that creates these visions. So she's almost like becoming a going to be a, like a death junkie, you know. Yeah. It's like uh, I got I need to see more of these. Kill me, you know. Yeah. Wakes up, ah, kill me again, dead again. It's it's like every single time she dies, she gets another glimpse. Of the right, future. right, and just maybe I don't know if it at this point is she trying to see more of these visions or is she try to like every little bit, every little snapshot of like whatever she's seeing. Is she trying to see something, or is she trying to like actually understand it? It's it's a departure from because that character when it first started was just sort of like kind of one dimensional, but this is definitely bringing out. Yeah. And actually, it does brings up one other kind of thing I've noticed this season is we've seen a lot of that character, yeah. um, and six has relatively just been kind of falling off. Fallen off, and uh, I and wonder. Now, and now this new one is also sleeping with Baltar. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. So, Six has definitely lost her grip a little bit. I yeah. think Baltar's got both of them. Yeah. So, I wonder, you know, how that fits into their overall plan. I, I, I haven't heard anything as far as, like, just casting-wise or whatever. If, you know, one happens to be staying on the show or leaving or whatever. But, I don't know. It's hard to make anything out of it other than it just seems like uh, this season, it's just Deanna, Deanna, Deanna. Like, I think it'd be interesting, though. I mean, like you said, is she going to leave the show? I mean, how do you how do you <laughs> kill a series of Cylons? Right. You know, you'd have to kill all of them away from the resurrection ship, so they wouldn't be able to download, and then they'd just be left with a bunch of empty shells. Right. Yeah, it's, it'd be hard to hard to explain away having all of a sudden one of the models just be completely Gone. missing. I mean, yeah. the the Dean Stockwell character, we don't see much of him, but we didn't see much of him before so it's like we can kind of accept maybe he isn't in, wasn't in production so much you yeah, know well, maybe they just didn't make as many models <laughs> right so you know it's like he's not around a lot but that's a fine let's see and uh just for record keeping in this show there was no anders and there's no chief let's see is there anything else from this show you uh that's it now just uh outside of this we uh we were talking before like like a week or so ago about uh, our speculations about certain things were just not necessarily about with these shows but just in general and you had or your wife had a an idea about the skin jobs and the colonies right her she said that well she made a point that there are 12 skin jobs and there are 12 colonies so she theorizes that one skin job came from each colony and so she said that if i could well she <laughs> gave me the task and i honestly haven't been very good at it but if she thinks that there should be some sort of correlation between skin job and colony. And so maybe there's a way to find out who the other skin jobs are. If we can figure out which colonies the current five came from, maybe there's some sort of, you know, not numerical, but maybe sort of alphabet. Somehow there's a correlation between the colony and the name. Then maybe we can that way deduce who the rest of the seven are. So I haven't, uh, I've been having actually a very hard time finding which colonies the five are from, but uh, 
I tend to think that there might be a correlation between the 12 number. I don't think they all came from separate ones. But, I mean, they, they might. But if they did, then what would be the purpose of that other than maybe some spiritual, you know, symbolism for that? I mean, it could also be just one Cylon per colony spy. Mm. Or maybe each colony had all 12. I don't know. So, yeah, my, and my theory uh, is that, what is it, the five that are remaining or is it the seven? We know of seven. Seven are remaining. Or is it seven remaining or five remaining? Uh, five remaining. Five remaining. Seven. Five remaining, which... We kind of found out recently they're not to be spoken of. I kind of think that they're off doing something else. There might be some sort of civil war happening with the Cylons. My thing that got me to think about that was during the occupation when they were talking about how their resources were stretched thin. You know, why would that be? If they were looking for Earth, fine. But, you know, they don't have to have every ship doing that unless they were preoccupied in some way that made them... Maybe they're being harassed on some front. So I know it will not be an alien race because they're just not going to go there right. with, with that, with this show. So although they did in the original 70s show, they had funky aliens, but not this time. All right. So uh, let's see. And next week's show. Um, I did not watch the previews, so please don't do anything uh, He did not watch the previews. I don't watch the previews. I go in clean. <laughs> yeah. I try to be uh, as preview free as possible but since i have glanced through the uh 10 episode synopsis without actually reading it but just sort of like looking at some of the titles and whatnot don't ruin it i yeah i can't even say anything so i'm not i'm not gonna bring anything up i think i think we'll bring up what brian wants to say next week what is that (laughs) whatever you want to say today oh uh, about what you know about next week yeah next week (laughs) the only thing i have left that i would want to bring up is battlestar galactica props but I think we might just save that for the next one since we'll have um, one episode instead of two to talk about. We might want to pad a little bit. So, uh, and actually, I think we got two weeks for the next one anyway because I think uh, they confirmed um, that it's not going to happen this Friday. So, okay. All right. All right. And so I guess that's it. Have a good night. Here we end our first show. Bye. Bye.